The current spoiler warning level is, Sapphire. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Sapphire. We're going to be talking about Mobile Suit Victory Gundam and one of the main machines therein. Uh, it's a fairly late season suit, however, there should be no non-victory spoilers, and so as long as you're caught up on the Great Gundam Project, you should be good to go. Please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to Mechanista NG, your home for conversation about robot design in Gundam. I'm Six Detmar from Scanline Media. I'm Dylan from Online. Back from week off, rested, recovered, fully. Our 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 e packs are all charged. We're ready to blast off. That's fine. You know what? That's fine. That's fine. Full vernier. <laughs> Full burner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there uh, that was that was me. That was that was self audience. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I oh, I was on a very bad uh, sleep schedule, and I may not have woken up until after our recording time on the day of recording last week. And I was I was dying inside, so you know. But you very considerately were like, hey, I'm on a really bad sleep schedule, and I think I won't wake up in time for the recording. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I, I did let you know. Uh, I just, yeah, I, it was, I, I fixed it. I finally fixed it. It was hard to fix. I had tried really hard. Um, winter, and, you know, I, I used to live in a desert, which was decently cold, but mm. then I moved to Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh is very cold. <laughs> And mm. cold weather makes me sleepy, but not at the right times, I think. So, like, I would get, it, it would get really cold, like, and I would be really lethargic all day, but then I wouldn't be able to sleep, and then we would hit, like, 8 a.m. when, like, you know, it was actually, like, really, really cold. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know why, I felt like the mornings were even colder than at night here. I don't know if it's just because the house had more time to cool down, but mm. then that's when I would finally pass out as, like, 9 10 a.m gotcha yeah i'm still in the desert but you know i wish look i i like where i live relative to like living in a much better place there are a lot of things i do miss about vegas but that's fine because also in vegas i didn't have nice people to live with so and now i do well well i'll give you a little bit of home because in the spirit of vegas we're gonna roll some dice yay oh see <sighs> This is why I'm able to not be a gambler, is because I grew up in Vegas. Also, I just am lucky enough not to, you know... Have the compulsion. Have a compulsion, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think part of that might... I, I do wonder if part of that might be influenced by living in Vegas. But then again, I knew people in Vegas who were compulsive gamblers who were from yeah. Vegas, so, you know. Yeah, it's a hard life. Anyway, dice time. <laughs> uh, dice... Very late, you see. All right. Very late, you see. Oh, whoa, wait. Okay. Finally, new territory, that means. For, yeah, victory yeah. or F91. One I was like, two. I was like, wait, very late, you see. Right, right, right. Okay. All right, cool. Let's see what we get. Hey, Dylan. What? 
Do you want to talk about the Victory 2 Gundam? Yeah! Yeah, no, I'd love to talk about the Victory 2. Uh, I happened to post some Carlman uh, today, baby in a normal suit today, mm-hmm. <clears throat> because I was watching Idion. Everyone yeah, but... everyone listening to this, if you haven't watched Idion, you should. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Victory 2 Gundam. Alright, so... The League Militaire 314 version 21 Victory 2 Gundam. Version 21? Will we go with that, I guess? I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> uh, yeah, the League Militaire uh, units have really weird model numbers, given, like, you know, most of Gundam is, like, two or three letters and then two or three numbers. Uh, theirs are all, like, LM, in this case, it's LM314V21. Uh, the Victory 2 Gundam is the, uh, up, it is an upgraded version of the Victory 1 Gundam. Um, like I'm doing a school report. Um, no, but, um, it is, uh, the mid-season upgrade for the V1. Um, it is a very cool mobile suit in terms of what it can do. So we haven't really talked a lot of Victory other than, like, we talked about the Javelin, I think. That's it, right? We talked the uh, yeah we talked um yeah we talked the uh, and the Gotterladen. Oh, we did talk about the Gotter, right? <clears throat> okay, yeah. Um. So the the V two uh is much like the Victory one, a multi part transformable mobile suit where it's got like multiple sections that combine. We've got the boots, which are the feet. Uh, I don't actually know what the top part is even called. Uh, usually I think it's just called the top. <laughs> i think so i think so uh so yeah and then you have the <clears throat> the core fighter itself uh the core fighter can also be attached to just the bottom or just the top uh if you want uh but yeah so it's it's a three-part transformable um the head is stored in the core fighter um it is a really cool gundam because it is it, it features a thing i really like and for those that know me from Twitter and stuff, they'll know I really like this. It has hard points with optional equipment. I love it. Mm. Um, I always love hard points with optional equipment. Um, but yeah, the V2... Uh, so, besides being a three-part transformable, it just kind of... I mean, if you've seen the V1, which we would have to give the V1 its own episode still, but, you know, it definitely has a lot of, like, you know similarities to the v1 in terms of design especially on the uh, legs and arms mm-hmm. but uh it's a lot more i want to say like it's it's both streamlined in some ways even though it's fancier in other ways like it the v1 if the v1 is like a standard vehicle the v2 is like a more expensive luxury version of said vehicle mm-hmm. um it's just like it's still got a very simplistic look to it overall, other than, like, the the giant, you know, the big backpack, which mm-hmm. is coming out, you know, it's part of the uh, core fighter. But uh, other than that, though, it, like, it's a pretty simple for a mid-season upgrade Gundam in a lot of ways. Um, when I you feel look like at especially it, the especially the chest, <clears throat> the chest is a lot more simple than uh, a lot of a lot of other Gundam, right? Mm-hmm. And also including the victory itself. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. just this very simple, like, blue and yellow with vents. Uh, and, you know, you've got, like, the V that extends in... I love the effect of its, uh, the V, like, on the chest, how it, like, extends into those little exhausts, and then Mm -hmm. the way that the backpack also has yellow, so it 
even though that isn't all one piece, it looks like it's all, you know, one thing. And I think that's really a cool looking effect. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's very, it's a very weird Gundam. It's also got a more simple tricolor than you come to expect. Um, like, it's <sighs> simple in some ways, and then it's got a couple of things that are a little weird about its tricolor too, though. Um, mm-hmm. So you get things like, you know, it's mostly white. Um, you've got blue on the chest, and it's not like your standard Gundam blue either. Uh, it's a lighter blue. The V1 also has this, where it's like a lighter, it's a more lighter blue. Um, and then you've got yellow, very prominent amount of yellow. Uh, most, it's actually all on the chest and backpack, though. Oh, well, in the V3, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all in that, like, block of an area. So... You know, you've got a double V-fin going on. Uh, one of the V-fins is yellow, one is white. Which I actually really like because I think... I It is very easy to make V-fins go overboard to a point where I don't like them. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think this one's actually a cool subtle one. Uh, just having, like, the yellow underlayer and then the white on top. Uh, then you have the yellow, like I said, extending from the chest through into the backpack. Um, you've got red on the elbows and red on the feet, and then the red on the face, like the gun, your usual Gundam face stuff, but that's about it. Um, and then you got blue knees. Blue knees are probably, like, the most striking, uh, part of this, like, different from your normal color blocking, but other than that, very simple color blocking, too, on the whole. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like it, though. Um, and this Gundam, like, (sighs) It has a lot of, like, little design elements that I really like on it. Like, the way that the joints are designed, I really like. Because it has covered joints, which I think are really neat. Like, because you, you know, you usually get either technically non-existent joints on a lot of mobile suits. Like, where you don't actually see them, really. Like, Mm -hmm. the arms just bend. Like, especially when we're talking, like, first Gundam. Or you get, like, you know, your very visible mechanical joints. This one actually has, like, armor over the joints in a way that I think is really neat. So it hides the way the joint looks, but still obviously is able to, you know, bend at the elbow. I think that's really cool. Um, it's also got, like, a lot of little details all over it that just, like... That, even though it's got this very simplistic feel, make it feel almost, like... I want to say almost futuristic. Things like the way that the hard points are all over it. Like, you look at the side skirts, you look at the sides of the arms, you look at the sides of the legs... You've got all these, like, these weird, like, it's like a circle, and then it's got, like, a square within, and then a line going through it. Like, it's these shapes that obviously, like, evoke a more technical look, even though, like, it's pretty simple on the whole. And I like that about it. (laughs) Part of what I find so interesting about this, and also the victory, but I think even the, the V2 even kind of doubles down on this, um, in a way that's cool, is that... Uh, the, you know, this is this is the Gundam of a victory Gundam, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you look at this machine, and so many of its design choices are like this thing was designed for mass production, right? Yeah. It's split into a bunch of pieces that you can like produce at different factories and like conceal and easily transport. It has all these hard points, so it can be like variable with its loadouts depending on the job or depending on the pilot. Yep. It's so designed for like mass production versatility. In a way mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I would definitely agree with that. Um, Like, it... It doesn't feel as complicated as a lot of Gundams do, right? Especially lead Gundams. Mm-hmm. Um, like, 
it, it like I keep I keep mentioning simplicity, but that's really what I feel with like the V1 and V2. They feel very much like the most almost like factory made kind of Gundams I can think of, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's and I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, no. Other than one element on the V2, which we'll get to, um, <laughs> yes, which is will. really cool. But uh, but I think the reason it's cool is because it's something so striking with the design too. Um, but uh, so going through its equipment, you've got a standard beam rifle. Uh, the beam rifle is able to basically disconnect like the handle area out into a pistol, which is kind of interesting. Like, mm-hmm. like the rifle is like a housing around like where the the handle is, so you can pull that like grip out, and it's just like a little pistol, which is really weird. Um, I think it uses it like in the final episode, maybe because I think the beam rifle gets like I'm wanting to say it gets cut in half by like the gutter, and then that's when it gets used as just like the little pistol grip. And I have to imagine, like, so the it's a beam rifle that uses um, it has like has an energy pack in the stock. So when you detach it to the pistol, you've got to imagine it has its own charge, like to the pistol, but it's much weaker. Yeah, yeah, I could see that just being like whatever's left of internal energy in it. Like it might draw a certain amount out of the e pack as soon as it's plugged in, and then, um, you know, like having a its own capacitor in there, um. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, I imagine it, you can only fire, like, a couple shots of it as the pistol, because, yeah, it, it, it you, I don't think you can, there's no way, no, there's no way you can load an E-pack into that. It's no. so tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, common of this era of Gundam, it does have a grenade launcher as well. Um, technically, the underslung area can also just be, like, a multi-launcher, so you could theoretically put alternate ammos in there. Um mm-hmm. It also has a thing I really like, uh, and uh, this is noticeable like on the Master Grade and stuff too. So it's got like a your standard like scopes going on with it, right? Like how most mobile suits have with like the green like visual scopes. Uh, yeah. It also can pull out the sides and have two more additional ones, which I think is really cool. Hmm. What's um, the, what's the purpose of that? Better targeting. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. That's all I can really think of for it. Uh, is I mean, you know, still have Minovsky particles, so anything you can to cut through it, make it be more precise. Mm-hmm. Um, same, same reason you put, like, radomes on a weapon that already has a bunch of scopes. Also, just because it looks really cool. Okay, <laughs> um, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, it also has uh, beam sabers. They're located in the arms. Uh, they pop out in a really cool way. I always love beam sabers that are able to pop out in a neat way, and the way this one works is... The forearms can basically, like, adjust under. And this is also used for the transformation, uh, I believe. But, um, yeah, the, the way they can pop through is uh, the forearm kind of shifts a little. There's a hole in the wrist then, and then it can just pop out into the hand. Mm-hmm. It's a really neat little mechanism. Um, I should know better about that transformation just because I'm like, I built the model of it. But then again, I'm never transforming it. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it, it does flip, but uh, yeah. Uh, the um, look, this is this is the problem is uh, the V two. While we talk about how it's a very like simple and mass production like looking thing, uh, the irony is the model because it is a smaller design, uh, is a lot more unstable because of the transformation. <laughs> mm. Meanwhile, the double Zeta famously, you know, 
a very clunky piece of crap in universe. Uh, one of the most stable models I've ever built. <laughs> Always funny how that works out with Gunpla versus like, you know, what would theoretically be applicable to something at its proper size. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, also on either arm, uh, those little red parts I was talking about on the elbows, those are the beam shields. Uh, it can activate them. They can actually maneuver forward too to be like point, you know, ahead of it. Um, I like the beam shield design a lot. It's just very simple. Um, I, I like the way they just pop out and just kind of open up. Uh, mm-hmm. Just beam shields are cool. Uh, they're just beam sabers, but square. <laughs> um, and then, so we'll, we'll talk about some of the other equipment it has, because it does have other equipment, but these go with the packs. So I think mm-hmm. it would be more appropriate to talk about them in the packs. So base equipment is actually pretty simple. Beam rifle, uh, your beam shields, you got your sabers, you got a grenade launcher, uh, and then you have head vulcans. Mm-hmm. Uh, sh- always always got to make sure I mention them even if uh, they don't always get used a lot. Um, finally, and this is not just a weapon, though. This is just yeah. a system it has. This is uh, the thing about the victory, too. So it has a Minovsky drive system in the form of these really cool wings it can form. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the backpack, you look at it, and you can tell, oh, these are like big thrusters, right? Uh, especially when you look at them from the rear. And, you know, they kind of have that look. They are. They're really big thrusters. Um, they actually... Uh, i trying to remember, like, the way to describe how they work. I mean, they basically, they run on they run on Minoski particles. They don't, like, they aren't, like, rocket vernons. Yeah, they're they not, they're not thrusters. Fuel. They're not, like, actual thrusters. They're not using, mm-hmm. like, propellant in the same normal way. Like, it's not... Mm-hmm. You're, you're not, you're not using, like fuel or anything for this in the same way you are in fact yeah using mouse particles um and, and the way that you're using it uh it, basically what it generates are you could think of it as giant beam sabers shooting out of the back of it mm-hmm. the that wings it can also of use light it, it also uses them to propel itself mm-hmm. um or to slash things or to shield things or, or to shield things yeah kind of whatever uh, it wants because they're just sick as hell yep they're really cool. Um, they the way they get used in the show is also really neat. Um, they they tend to get depicted like as either purple or you know like the, your beam pink or blue, uh, mm-hmm. depending on the time. Uh, they look rad always. Whether they are being used just to maneuver, whether they are being used to cut through like part of a fleet, whether it is rising out of a lake with them extended uh and it just looks incredibly cool um there was the time where uh the wings get extended outward and the suits flying above it or like you know through and over the wings basically just get disabled Mm -hmm. um can't even remember the actual explanation for that sick as hell though i don't care um it's very cool it's really really cool um and then, of course, you mentioned as a shield, and this happens This happens a couple of times, but the main time it happens where they get used as a shield is you get the really cool bit at the end with the Gotralada, in which we have talked about, where it is firing a direct shot, and the V2 basically extends the shield bits on its elbows out, plunges them into the wings, 
and then pulls them forward while they're generating their own beam shield. And it basically mm-hmm. like wraps the rings, the wings around itself to shield it. And it is fucking sick. Incredibly cool moment. Just the way that it looks is so cool. It's um, really good. So, the other thing that the V2 has for equipment is you get hard points on it. And I love hard points. We haven't really gotten to talk about any suits that necessarily have them other than me talking about how that one Hyzak uh, from that one, the one bad AOZ thing that I really hate, actually, mm-hmm. uh, but has that sick design in it. Um, Like, we haven't really gotten to talk about, like, you know, mobile suits equipping, like, full optional equipment in this kind of way right like we've had cannon variants we've had like little things but the v2 i think is the first time we've gotten like one that has pretty extensive um, i mean i think we can count the the heavy arms ego yeah 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 that's true um the way it works on the v2 is you got two different packs for it uh start with the simpler one you have the buster pack when it is wearing it it is now the v2 buster gun um, so, the Buster Pack is almost all parts for the, um, for the backpack, other than the extra missiles on the legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, mainly what it adds is a giant Buster Cannon, uh, onto the back. It looks really cool. Uh, it's just this really cool big overhanging shoulder gun. Um... Then, on the other side, it has this little red square thing. That is also a gun. Um, it is a spray beam gun, though. So what it does is it does a whole... It basically does a shotgun effect of beams, uh, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So you've got one big gun. It's just a big beam gun. There's not really anything to else to add to it other than it is a really be- big beam gun. Um, you've got this really neat uh, attachment, though, that's also like this, the spread beam gun. And then you get these little attachments on the legs uh, that have uh, micro-missiles. The front and rear skirts also add micro-missiles to them as well. Uh, Also, they break up the color nicely because uh, the V2, um, unlike the V1, the V2 actually has a skirt that is all white. However, when it opens up and you plug these missiles in, the housing for the missiles is blue, so I like the way that breaks up the colors a bit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And then... uh, that's pretty much it. All it adds is so uh, you get a bunch of little micro missiles. Uh, you get a beam shotgun basically, and then you get a really cool big beam cannon that mainly just you know blows a hole through whole sections of a fleet. Um, then you have the form that I like more, uh, the other form of it, which is the V2 assault gun, mm-hmm. and the V2 assault is you add armor to the shoulders you add armor to the legs well specifically i should say the knees uh as well as the crotch um so it's all this big like sets of golden armor and i should say golden because it is shiny it is not like it's very like you know yakushiki like Mm -hmm. um and uh what this adds to it is the armor um, houses, um, it has eye fields. Uh, I believe they are in the shoulder, because I know it has two of them. And given that the shoulders are the large part, I'm pretty sure they're supposed to be implied to be in the shoulders, the eye fields. Um, 
The other thing it adds also is if you look at the side skirts, giant extensions, which are apparently Vespers, similar to the ones on the F-91. Don't even remember... I've watched through Victory a couple of times. I still don't even remember. I think it uses them maybe once. Um, Can you explain what Vespers are to the friends? Oh, right, yes, because we haven't covered the F-91. Vespers are variable speed beam rifles. Um, basically, the idea would be, oh, we change the speed of the beam, and we are also able to change, like, you know, it, it would alter the shape, the way the beam comes out, etc., uh, for different circumstances. If you shoot a very fast, thin beam, the idea would be, oh, this can actually penetrate things like beam shields, uh, anti-beam clo- uh, coatings, etc. Um, whereas, like, if you fire it out slower, and so it's more densely packed, you're firing a wider area destructive beam. Um, mm-hmm. Now, these are what they're supposed to do. This is why they have their name, even. They don't ever really get used like that in the anime. <laughs> like, you don't really ever see them talk about it, I don't think. Like, I'm thinking in F91 they didn't, and they definitely didn't in Victory. Mm-hmm. But it's just the implication. And, I mean, they are called Vespers. They're just, you know... They don't actually... It's one of those things where they have a really cool technical thing, but, like, you don't really get to see that on screen. Probably because it would be a little bit... It could be a little weird to maybe show off. Especially because, you know, Victory, they come up near the end. Because, you know, the V2 packs aren't until a little later. Mm -hmm. And then in F91, we all know what happened with F91. Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of stuff. Sometimes you just have too much equipment and you just your show doesn't have time to show it all off. Uh-huh. Wait until we talk about the Dove and Wolf. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, but, um, so for the V2 Assault, though, this one we actually add handheld equipment as well. Uh, including a Mega Beam Rifle. And I love the design of this thing. This is the, one of the sickest Beam Rifle designs. It is a really cool long rifle. Uh, it is underslung, which is one of my favorite things when you're designing mobile suit weapons because you don't gotta make them like a normal gun. Mm-hmm. You can just have it hold it like that, uh, especially for like a larger weapon. I like that. Um, I just think it looks really cool. It's got two rails, which you know it's a beam weapon. It's not like a rail gun, but two rails will still always look really cool on a gun, especially when they generate like a charge between them while while charging the fire. Mm-hmm. Um. Similar, actually, to, and we'll talk about it, it's actually based on a weapon that the V1 also has, uh, which is known as the washing pole, uh, because of, I, I, I get the feeling it's a, it's a double meaning name, right, because it, it, having the two poles, it does look like, you know, it could be, like, a drying pole, but there's also the whole washing pole, uh, tied to the sword, uh, thing. Also, this is the whole motherfuckers got washed I don't think that's part of it. <laughs> uh, fair enough. <laughs> uh, there was a... Uh, I, I think they even called this thing the washing pole at some point, too. But basically, uh, a r- famous legendary swordsman uh, used a longer-than-normal Odachi called the washing pole because of its length. Um, so I, I, I feel like you get like a double meaning out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool, though. It's just a really big gun. Um other thing it does uh is it has a mega beam shield and i love this thing too because it is instead of a normal beam shield this one actually works very similarly to the new gundams uh like a funnel barrier because 
the way this beam shield works is it actually launches out three bits that extend out beams into one another and then into the shield. So it has this large area of like defense, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Just a really neat uh, effect from that. Um, and it's a nice way to have that come back to right like just with it using the funnels to create a shield because the 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 new gundam kind of did its thing and you didn't really get a lot of things after that that ever did that again it was mm-hmm. just like oh this is a thing it can do um so i i, I was glad to kind of see a call back to that with the mega beam shield um and then besides that that's basically it other than the fact that the assault covers the shoulders the crotch the front of the knees and the side skirts and then you have the 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 buster which covers the skirts the sides of the legs and the backpack and the rear skirt wait a minute dylan which means there's not much overlap there isn't any overlap actually um well the v the v2 assault buster in its art uh, as it is called, uh, doesn't doesn't actually have the um, like front skirt or uh, side of the leg missiles. We know from video games as well as the model kit that you can easily do that, uh, and sometimes other depictions even do do that. Um, have it with everything mm-hmm. because it has no overlap with this equipment, which means it can have everything. Um, now. This becomes a little controversial at times because, uh, you know, in show, the way that the Gotraladen, uh attacks this is going, oh, look, you've bogged yourself down with equipment and you're too slow. And she does, in fact, you know, uh, Katagina does destroy, like, the buster parts and, like, damages other parts of the V2 when it's wearing all this. However, before she does that, it is shown to be incredibly effective. It's just that Katagina is a really good pilot. So I don't necessarily think that that's always a uh, sign that, oh, this is just a bad form. It is simply, it has a weakness that was able to be exploited by someone who was a really good pilot at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the V2 Assault Buster fucking rules. Um, it's just everything. Uh, now, of course, I look at my model and I only have it in the V2 Assault because uh, it is a little bit unwieldy to put everything on it. Um, but... Uh, it, it is cool though. Um, and when it has everything, it, it's just, it, it becomes like, it, it, this actually feels like what you would think of as like the mid season upgrade, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of funny. Um, like, cause it's got, it's got a big over the shoulder cannon. It's got the eye fields. It's got the vespers on the skirt. Uh, if this thing wanted to do a giant, like, you know, wanted to fire like all of its beams at once and do like a pose while doing it it would rival you know some of the more ridiculous gundam designs with weapons um yeah i actually think it's a bit much personally it's cool as hell though it's it's silly it's cool it's not cool it's silly what's wrong with it it's too much how is it too much you know Explain how it's yourself. too much. Okay. It just has too much shit going on where it's like it's like one of those Swiss Army knives that's so thick it like barely fits in your pocket anymore. See, I don't know. I think this really <laughs> works on the Assault Buster because like when you're looking at it though, 
it doesn't have that hard to read of a silhouette or anything still. Like, it's still the V2. It's still got, like, a lot of big open paneling areas. Like, it doesn't, like, you know, like, there are full armors that can ruin the silhouette or even just be outright ugly. Mm -hmm. I don't think this is one of them, though. I think this one actually works out pretty well. Hmm. Maybe with the side skirts combined with, like, having the cannon up there, it starts becoming a little bit pointy. I don't know. I like this. Now, I still think the assault mode is the coolest of all of them. Uh, I just don't dislike the assault master. <laughs> um, right, you're you're allowed to feel that way. I'll give I you. I give you permission. Feel that way. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Six, for the permission. Sure. Um, I'm here oh, for you. Oh, a minor thing that I forgot to mention when we were going through equipment, also on this, uh, besides having the extra scopes on the gun, we have to remember also. The V2 can pop down a scope over its eye. Yes, I forgot about that. I forgot that. to mention that. Yeah, um, it comes up a couple of times where you get the really cool zoom in on the face. Uh, it actually has like a little scope that pops down like over the eye that is like a bunch of sensors uh, that it can use while uh, doing like more snipery shots. Mm -hmm. Again, especially while using like larger weapons. Um, God, what a cool machine. Uh. I like the V2 a lot. Um, so, uh, a couple other things of note with the Victory 2. Um, so, this is a Hajime Kotoki design, much like the normal Victory. Um, you know, that was the first time he was doing, like, the lead in a TV series. Mm -hmm. um, before becoming kind of like... Uh, I guess he wasn't like a... He, he, let's see, when was the next time? He, has, he hadn't done a lead in a while, actually, since Victory... Um, yeah, because he, he did, like, designs in, like, 8th MS Team and, like, G Gundam, mm -hmm. but not, like, any of the main ones. So it's, like, the Victory is just kind of the weird exception where he, he got to do, like, a main Gundam. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, you have alternate art uh, from, like, Victory MSV, which adds, like, a bunch of decals to it. Uh, also adds something that uh, the kits do a lot, which is... Uh, those little rings I was talking about, like uh, which are sort of like the hard points and mounting points on the skirts, on the arms, on the legs, etc. Uh, adds a little bit of red ring to them to make them stand out a bit more. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like it's... I'm trying to think if there's anything else really to talk about with it. Like, the thing is, because it's such a simple Gundam, there's not like a lot to talk with it because it is a very standard Gundam shape and everything, right? Like, mm -hmm. other than the backpack with the unique system that we talked about, I mean, the only other really unique thing would maybe be, like, the shoulders, but, I mean, shoulders with verniers built into the sides of them, those are common. Yeah. <laughs> Especially at this point, we've talked about things like the Mark II where that started, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, that's, that's kind of a thing I'm realizing going forward. Uh, as we've discussed designs... And we become more normalized, and assuming our audience also becomes, like, you know, more used to listening to these and, like, looking at designs and seeing these things for themselves. Um, there are just times where you're going to realize, oh, a lot of these recurring design elements are so recurring that it would be redundant to bring them up every time they come up, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I mean, overall, I think just talking about, about the, the V2 as a whole, like, it's a design that... I think there's a lot of, like, compared to where you see 
got gen- i mean i know technically you know this is uc as well but we all know what i mean um, yeah 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 the like there's a lot more like visually streamlined about the designs compared to where it got in uc right this isn't like like greebly as hell right yeah um, yeah like a lot of the even the pri- if we just talked even prior shows you look at zeta double zeta um even cca to a degree um you get like these more large gravely very detailed designs and mm-hmm. this doesn't actually feel like that it which is funny because tokyo is known for doing like really detailed industrious designs but like this this one is fairly simple even even like when you have like the verka of the model kit even looking at it with like all the expected verka decals and stuff it's really you can't do a lot to make this design over complex no know? no and I think that's that's um, to me that's a big part of what I think really works about this is that like victory victory as a whole I think a lot of these designs are a lot cleaner and comparatively like compared to the rest of them certainly the assault buster has a whole lot going on but like though I'm not a big fan of it I do think the thing that makes it like I do think it works and part of what makes it work is I mean even though there's all those parts you look at it and it's not visually overwhelming Mm-hmm. Um, also, we don't really get a lot of variants for this era either. Um, not really anything to talk about for variants other than a uh, silly thing to bring up. Well, you know, mm-hmm. Hmm? well, one of these I can definitely bring up. Uh, I can bring up the Victory 3 because this is from a uh, Pippin and Windows 95 game called SD Gundam Wars, which features a couple of uh, minor variants in it. Uh, they are only they only exist in SD form. There's not a lot of art. Um, I've actually tried seeing if I could find a way to play this game because like the original Mecha looked kind of neat. Um, and I'm, I was curious if they had like any kind of like ridiculous spriting done to them. Uh, the Victory Three was ba- is basically uh, what if you took the V2 Assault and then like kind of merged that into it like. Merge the assault armor into the V2's base structure. Hmm. Um, like you look at the shoulder and it's got like the gold. You look at the torso, it's got the gold. You look at the, it's got like side skirt vespers with gold on them. It's basically just like, what if we implemented that into the design itself? Uh, just a minor variant to talk about. And also it let me have an excuse to talk about a really weird, obscure game that I, I like I said, want to find it. Um, I want to see if I could like dig it up somewhere. Um, it's from 1997 plus the Windows 95 port in 98. Um, not a lot to it, really, because like I said, it's mostly just like a little original SD, but it's cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, you know, you like bringing up variants, so. Um, I guess there's a counterpart to the Victory 2 that I could also talk about, but that might also be more appropriate for the Victory episode. Just because it draws way more off the V1, which would be... Are you talking about the V-dash? No, 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 the second V. The what? Oh, you don't know about this. Okay, so the uh, minor thing, because I'm not going to go into the whole thing. Uh, There's an alternate design uh, for an upgrade to the Victory 1 that was used in the novelization, uh, which is called the second V. It is more like a very souped-up V1 than the oh. V2, which is more of its own design. Um, 
and it has some interesting things to talk about. But this was like I said, drawn later. Uh, that art that you see if you're on the wiki there uh-huh. was that that art is very much later. That however, that looks like almost unicorn art. Yeah, that was drawn by I believe that's Kiyoshi Takigawa's art. Uh, for the um the one uh victory uh master file or master archive whatever those books were hmm. uh there it, it, it has older art as well like the novelization is a lot older mm-hmm. it's just it, it it picked up more steam recently it even got a uh hguc uh relatively recently uh, as a little p band i think hmm. uh so it's one of those things where it's like it's one of those designs that like was like kind of obscure for a while and then suddenly like they put it in an SD Gundam G Gen game, uh, G Generation Overworld, I believe. Uh, and then I think it was also in yeah, no, just Overworld. Uh, and then it ended up in a couple other little things, and it was just one of those things where oh, this obscure design is now popping up in stuff. Again. So it has this this cannon um, on its back, and I get that. What's this other thing? It's interesting looking. It's a shield. Uh, though we will. I think we should save this though for okay. the V one episode because, okay. like I said, look at if you look at this, you can see it's it's a very souped up V one. Yeah, it'll be interesting to talk about the uh, differences. Okay, All I'm right. sorry. I just need I need to give you the context though because I, I I didn't know if you had known about it. No, I had no so. idea. Um, but yeah, so I guess that could be it basically for the V V two though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Oh no 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 no! Wait, something great I can talk about. <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe they don't put this as like a related article or something in some way. It's the Victory Two Buster Assault. It's when you put the parts on backwards. No, no, no. The Zanspine. <laughs> the what? Zanspine. I linked you it. From uh, that's another G Gen original. The uh, the Zanscare equivalent of the V Two from G Gen. Oh, look at this weirdo! Oh, that chest yep. looks great. Yep, this is by uh, our friend, uh, for those watching Gundam X right now, Junya Ishigaki uh, did this design. Uh, he also did a lot of these Anscare suits. Uh, not all of them, but a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> and this thing's great. Uh, so it is basically a V2 if these Anscare forces decided to make their own. Uh, it's uh, armed with tinkle bits. <laughs> they are called tinkle bits. I don't know why they're called that. Uh, they are, but yeah, it has four bits. Um, and another cool thing it can do. So it has the same Minofsky drive system. It is able to, you know, uh, like create the wings. The other thing it can do, however, is it can pop its wings forward Yo. and also remove them and use them as like giant sabers. It's just holding that wing. Yep. It is incredibly cool. Um, it also has, like, weird beam string launchers. All kinds of weird little things that come up uh, in the G-Gen games. Uh, it's a really cool-looking suit, though. I just like its design a lot. Um, also, the way that it does its uh, beam shields. Um, so, if you look at the shoulders, right? Mm-hmm. You see those red tips on them? I do. Those can be beam shields as well. Just like the, I think the ones on the elbows are still beam shields too. Man, so Zanskar would have do done this thing better than the, <laughs> the League Military. <laughs> yep. 
uh, and the ones that are on the uh, the ones that are on there are able to um, they're able to cover like basically most of the body, as you can see. It's pretty cool. It's a really cool variant. Um, I, I feel bad that I uh, forgot to bring it up. Uh, I was even I even thought when we got V2, oh, I can talk about the Zanspine, and then I just spaced on it. Um, I love the color scheme of it too. It's it feels like a very Zanscare thing, like mm -hmm. the purple, the white, the red, and yellow. Just a really cool color set. Um, the rifle, very similar to, you know, the V2 rifle. Mm -hmm. um, just a standard beam rifle. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a cool machine. And like I said, I just it got excited when I remembered it. Because I was like, oh wait, this is the only time I'll ever be able to bring this up. Because uh, this is a weird video game only variant. I really hope they would do a model of this or something at some point. Um, because it is just really cool. I love it. Um, Alright, and that's about it for what I can think of. Okay. Oh, uh, I guess also, real quick rundown of the Zanspine. Very similar parts to the V2. Um, the face has a Gundam face, however, the eyes are replaced with, like, the Zanscare-style bug eyes that can open up. Mm -hmm. um, the forehead has, like, a weird sort of... um. Like, it just has, like, a weird camera in there, too, that's also just, like, a third eye. Mm -hmm. But it's just, you know, it opens vertically. Really weird to do that, but it's really cool-looking. Um, you've got, like, I mentioned the color scheme. You mentioned something really cool about it. I love the chest looking like a weird face. Mm -hmm. Like, it has, like, two... The, the vent areas are, like, two little red eyes, and then it's got, like, the chest cockpit area. Uh, is in white, so it looks like a mouth, like a like a mouth guard or something. It looks looks almost like it could be its own mecha head. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, you got these really tall shoulders, um, large rear skirts. Uh, pretty similar to the V two style front skirts and like knee setup. Uh, the feet are also like the Zanskare ones, like where you got that really cool like split going on. Um, just like a really neat mix of design elements. Uh. And like I said, sadly, video game only design doesn't really pop up in very much just video games, but cool design either way. Yeah, for sure. All right. And now I think that's it. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, Dylan, where can people find you on the internet if they want if they want more of your g goodness? Uh, you can find me at LowPolyRobot on Twitter.com. Uh... I haven't really been doing too much lately. I had got really bored earlier, decided, oh wait, I should post some gifts from Ideon. Oh wait, I've just started watching Be Invoked again. Oh, I just watched Be Invoked again. Um, but, you know, I, I'm usually posting gifts, videos, You're always posting. Etc. I'm always posting. What I'm posting can vary greatly, but I am, I, I am very much posting. I'm always posting, I'm just never posting about the bad stuff. Uh, as Twitter is wont to do today. Yeah, well. Which is great because this won't be coming out for a little while. So who knows? Five things could have happened since this episode comes out. You know, or, you know, between now and this episode coming out. Uh, but, you know, uh, today Twitter has been an unusable hellscape again. <laughs> I've been off it, so I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm, I'm happy that way. Ah, yep. Should be continue being happy that way okay sometimes you just can't sometimes you can't escape things yeah i guess that's true 
Um, but uh, if you want to escape to my Twitter, uh, that's at Sixtatmar on Twitter, S-A-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R, or even better, you should head to scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. Escape to some good podcasts and articles that will keep you entertained while keeping you away from Twitter, I hope. It's also possible that you'll just go to Twitter while listening to the podcast and then be sad, but that's a personal choice, and I don't recommend it. <laughs> uh, be like me. Distract yourself listening to Romance of the Two Kingdoms while playing Dynasty Warriors 4 and 5 for the billionth time. Uh, you fuse the names. Two networks. Three kingdoms. A Romance of the Two... <laughs> yep. Romance of the Two Networks. Sorry. Look. Easy mistake. Look. Easy mistake. We We named it, you know... Very in a way that intentionally will uh, trip me up. Yeah. Uh, R- Romance of the Two ne- Networks, the Romance of the Three Kingdoms podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I've been, I had, I, basically what happened was I had listened to about half of it, um, and then I had stopped listening to like most like podcasts for a little while, other than like a couple, mm-hmm. and then I downloaded everything, uh, listened to it again, and then was like, huh. This is pretty good. Let's start from the start, though, so I can remember everything. So now I'm, like, halfway through again, and I've been listening to it as I've been, you know, doing other things, just because. Um, yeah. It's a good podcast. Dope. Other scan- I, I have other Scanline Media ones in the pipeline also to listen to. Um, it's just that's the main one I've listened to. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I also finally downloaded all of the Mechanistas and finally listened to me on air, and I felt good about it. <laughs> so that was nice. Nice. But until Fine. next time, folks, that's Uso. I'm Uso. Baby in a normal suit. <laughs>